America. My name is I'm Yosef Frimpong. I come live every Thursday, but I feel like I had to do a special Friday shot uh, show because this Johnny Depp Amber Heard verdict has got people thinking, and, I, and it's got people thinking in some helpful and unhealthful ways. Um, health, helpful and healthful. And so I'm going to clarify the situation, and I'm going to tell you right now that both assault weapons and assault allegations have the same historical source, which is policing mouthy black men. That's why we have a hard time getting rid of assault weapons. And that's why we have a hard time dealing with assault allegations because we needed to create the perfect victim. Um, and we needed to impugn the perfect victim with uh, a quality of moral authority that they can never do anything wrong and that they would never abuse their power. And, we'll <laughs> and so that's how we uh, created, uh, kind of conceived of womanhood since, since colonial times, especially uh, upper, upper class and white womanhood. Uh, as like the perpetual victim. And so if you have a perpetual, you need a perpetual victim in order to be able to, without discretion, police the perpetual perpetrator, which is us, right? So we have a hard time holding women account in general um, because we needed them to be perpetual victims, especially white women. We needed them to be perpetual victims to the assailant which uh, we needed to legitimize just the policing of black populations and black men and in, 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 um, specifically, you know, a ridiculous amount of lynchings. Anywhere to a quarter to um, a quarter to a third of the lynchings like were nakedly for just making some white woman nervous. Right. So we needed the assault allegations to have serious consequences and a low standard of proof. And so what happens when this, these assault allegations have serious consequences and a low standard of proof in order to police black men, it turns out that, you know, women start getting ideas of their own. So they start using the assault allegations to, for their own um, uh, benefit and their own power grabs. And, and that's where we are right now. And we got to figure out what that means in the culture and for the culture and why we can't get rid of that. Why can't, why do we assume that uh, we must believe and trust women. Well, I believe them right up until like, you know, they lie to me. Now they're talking about like assault as in emotional abuse. And I'll be honest, you could take three hours of any one of my days and call me abusive. You could say I abuse my job, I abuse my family, I abuse my property, I abuse, like I'm a black man in America trying to do things that America doesn't want black men to do. So they call it abusive, <laughs> right? So what we consider to be abuse is what we need, is the limit of what we need to police mouthy black men, of which I am one. So this idea that emotionally abusive, yeah, I'm, I'm, under that consideration of, of, of abuse, I'm sure I'm emotionally abusive and like, or physically, whatever. I'm, I'm sure that, like I said, any three, I've been banned on Facebook a million times, videos withheld from YouTube for abuse. And so like, I'm sure any three hours of my life, if you wanted to, you could charge me, you could, you could allege that I abused someone or something or did something abusive. Cause that's why, and, and that, and and I can tell you in those three hours, whatever I did is directly tied to overturning a version of white supremacy or quality of governance and civil culture that's trying to keep, you know, me not being loud and excellent, or at least loud and pretty good, right? So this idea that, um, you know, 
abuse should always be punished is ridiculous, right? And this idea that, uh, you know, you have to trust women, that you're, just, you're, you're pretty much like opening up a pogrom if you just say trust all, um, trust all women uh, just because they're women. You're pretty much opening up a pogrom on black people because any mouthy black guy who's worth a damn is going to get like accused of something at some point. Um, is gonna get like, is gonna be abused. And, like you're you're trying right now. Is you're trying to get more people um, um, slapped like Chris Rock because maybe he was emotionally abusive to Jada, so he deserved what coming to him. Like that's that's the if you open up the gate to emotional abuse without actually like thinking through what that means, you're just like saying black men don't even open up your mouth. <laughs> especially have just a little bit of bass in your voice don't even open up your mouth because everything you do or don't do anything because everything you do is going to be considered abusive um i'm sure earl woods was abusive and 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 richard williams was abusive and you know the washington dad over in, in michigan he was abusive so like if you just kind of say um uh you know all abuse allegations should be should be taken very seriously insofar as like they should lead to punishment or even suggestions. Cause that's another thing about black male vulnerability. It's not just legal, like anything will believe, be believed of me at any time. And then you just live your life that way. So you could spend your life trying not to be accused of anything, or you can just say, fuck it, I'm going to be accused of everything anyway. So I might as well use my own discretion to which I do. Right. So if you live your life trying not to be accused of abuse, because everything will be believed of you. Everything is going to be believed. Everything is going to be, everyone just assumed I did it. So, um, you know, you're going to have to make your own decision. The next time someone says I did something, you're going to have to make your own, make your own judgment about it. But that's, that's the quality of black male vulnerability that we need to take seriously. So why can't we get rid of assault guns? Why can't we get rid of like some of these spacious assault allegations? Well, it's because both the weapons, <laughs> the history of guns in America was how to police Native Americans and blacks. Like that's, that's the history of gun culture in America. Like how to wipe out Native Americans and, suborn black, and, and subordinate black people. Like that's, that's the gun culture. And to sustain yourself from like black justice claims. So if for some reason we were made whole, white people want their guns in order to make sure that they keep their ill-gotten gains, right? So it's to sustain injustice claims. People say that, well, no, we have a gun culture because people want the tyranny, want to keep themselves safe from the tyranny of government. No, because that's why you don't see like some of these gun nuts shooting cops as much. Like they're not worried about the tyranny of government. The, the, the government and, and the gun nuts get, have a relationship together, it's symbiotic. What the people want guns and the gun culture is about wanting to play government, wanting to self-deputize. Self-deputize against who? That is, that's the history of gun culture. Um, and that is the same with the history of, uh, of assault allegations. We needed a class of women who would be able to be point and then someone else shoots. <laughs> point at the, the women point at a Negro and someone else shoots the Negro and it was all just a symbiotic system point shoot point shoot and that's that's the history of both assault allegations and assault weapons and until you actually deal with its origin in anti-black violence 
and especially targeting black males who are peculiarly vulnerable in ways that Tommy Curry actually lays out very well in his book, The Man Not. I'd love to talk to Tommy about this because I think I, I think Tommy, I'm, I'm curious to think what Tommy would, would say, but I suspect he would agree that, uh, that yeah, this, uh, our inability to deal with both assault weapons and assault allegations has, is directly tied to our willingness and wantingness to use both of these policing mechanisms against mouthy black men. And what happens is that then these policies take a life of their own, right? The assault weapons and the, and the allegations, and they get used for targets that are not mouthy black men, but we don't actually take them seriously. We don't actually like look at what it means that we've just imbued womanhood with some like, with some like, idea that like they'll never lie about anything <laughs> uh, or won't weaponize this state power to just suggest assault. I mean, Amber Heard pretty, just pretty much did this to be relevant. And she's not the only one. She's not the only one. She did this to be relevant. Some, like a lot of these people don't have anything else going on in their lives. They're not particularly interesting, but what they can be is an assault victim. What they can be is an assault victim. And uh, her, she does that as a, she, so that this is her way of being relevant. Yeah, this is, I, so that's what I think comes on. Cause that's what I've, I've seen happen. Cause like I said, she, she, the ACLU wrote this and she was granted that she was an ambassador for the ACLU on women's issues because of this. this she's not particularly interesting. These are both very broken people. Like, these are both very broken people in a narcissistic relationship, and it must be horrible dating either of them, but they chose each other, and it's uh, abuse in that context. It's like a BDSM relationship with no safe words, except you want to retroactively read safe words onto something. Um, but like, it's like an un unregulated, an unregulated ill-disciplined BDSM relationship, and then all of a sudden we're supposed to call it abuse when retroactively uh, it looks bad. Plus, divorces are ugly. So people say that, well, you know, you read what he wrote about her, you read what he said. Yeah, people are ugly in divorces. People are ugly in divorces. Like, it, it brings out the worst of everybody. And, we, and since we don't make very good people, the worst of everybody is pretty bad. All right, so this idea that rich people use use the court and all of this to punish each other that's that shouldn't be surprising or that they were horribly gross to each other or abusive to each other i think all of like a third of divorces divorces are some form of abuse <laughs> just the idea that you could wake up one day and someone said i gotta quit you um and take half your stuff that's that's already vaguely abusive <laughs> depending on who you talk to so half your aspirations got to split the kids now down the middle um, so yeah, divorces, court abuse, emotional abuse, right? And so there's going to be lying and, and, and that's just, that's just all in the game. So there's actually no real substitute for just making better people, right? We think we can have a law where we don't have to worry about making better people. We can just control their actions through the law, but it turns out that no, the, 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 especially in intimate partner things, there was no substitute for just making better people making for the making the kind of people who think and think about each other and then and yeah the idea that we get this confused is we just we've normalized and naturalized this idea that women can't do anything wrong and so we don't know what to do with an a, an amber herd we can't admit that like yeah she was they were in, they were in an abusive relationship 
that like they liked for a while until they didn't like it because you know <laughs> that's bad and then we're supposed to be from the outside be able to adjudicate that and we're supposed to pretend that amber heard doesn't have asymmetrical power when she just kind of suggests that um depp abused her right when she just kind of suggests that she's like what i free speech i should be able to say anything i want you know women like that saying anything they want is what gets guys like me lynched um no you don't that's it's not it's not free speech when you just suggest that your husband abused like i said anything will be believed of me at any point in time so this is just a kind of vulnerability that I don't like seeing weaponized. I've accepted, but I don't like seeing it trumpeted and, and weaponized. So yeah, I believe women and trust women, and, but this is what you get. You know, you, you believe women and trust women, you're going to get Amber Herded. Because, <laughs> um, you know, or you just believe and trust black women because black women can't do anything wrong. And then you can't be surprised when uh, Patrice Coolers turns out to be a whole grifter. Not a whole grifter, just a... <laughs> just like 65% grifter, <laughs> a three-quarter grifter. And she took all that Black uh, Lives Money, uh, Black Lives Matter money and didn't pay any of the moms or the kids who were shot, didn't set up scholarships for the family members of the kids of the Black men who were shot. I never heard about Crawford over at Walmart or, uh, or uh, Crawford. Yeah. So <laughs> a whole grifter was right. Maybe Patrice Cooler was a whole grifter or uh, Philando Castile's uh, family, baby mama getting a house out of it. No, she was like, Patrice Cooler was a whole grifter because trust black women means you can't ever say that like, I think this black woman is a grifter, right? So um, yeah, nobody's gonna try to cancel Patrice Cooler. You'll, 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 you'll cancel Dave Chappelle, but you won't cancel Dave uh, Patrice Cooler. You'll slap the crap out of, uh, of Chris Rock, but. Anyway, so this idea that we have some sort of identities that can't do anything wrong, we have to figure out why do we want, why do we need these identities to not be able to do anything wrong? Well, if all you have to do is trust black women, that means you don't have to listen to a damn thing black men say. That solves that problem. So like we wanted to police black men, we just have to trust black women. And that way, anything that a black um, man can say, he can say through a black woman or not at all, and he should just hush, right? And same thing with trust. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and we have to understand the gun culture. We have a hard time getting rid of the gun culture in the United States because it. we still want to be able to asymmetrically and unofficially deputize ourselves to police the crap out of black men against their justice claims, right? And, and so that's that's driving the gun culture. And that's driving our inability to actually like think through what it means that we are attached to this idea of womanhood that makes it impossible for them to do wrong, to perpetrate harm. They can't both be the victims and perpetrators of harm, right? So Amber Heard, you know, made a life out of herself, made a name for herself, not as a great activist, not as a great beauty. Um, she was like, her, her second act was going to be as a women's rights icon. And Johnny Burr and, and Johnny Depp just didn't want to be the step stool and, and take a hit because he was pretty much canceled. So he, was, he didn't want to take a hit for her come up. All right? 
and and he fought back, right? So it is what it is. These are both awful people. Don't marry them. But we have to feel. We have to actually work through what it means that we can't deal with assault weapons and assault allegations because the origin is still the same. The origin is still the same, and the origin is the deep need and the fear to police black mouthy black men because everything. Everything I do from today on um, can be reconceived as an assault. And then you could deputize someone to shoot me. And that's, that's the power that uh, these both assault allegations and assault weapons, like that's what drives their sustenance in American culture. Right? That's, that's why we can't actually deal with them. We can't actually talk about women being both perpetrators and victims. And we can't actually talk about, like, why do we need so many guns? Um, because the tacit answer to both those questions is, in a pinch, we want a legitimate excuse to be able to police, shoot, or discipline mouthy black men away from their justice claim. And we want that, and we need that diffused. So we need to be able, so that all men need to be able to deputize themselves as like Kyle Rittenhouse. And then all women need to be able to deputize themselves as the trigger that will allow somebody to point and shoot a black guy. All right, that's, that's, uh, that's why we can't actually deal with both the guns and the assault allegations because it's about race. Not going to hear that very much, but it's the truth. The assault, our inability to deal with both assault weapons and assault allegations is about a colonial ideology that needed the weapons to police the people and it needed the allegations in order to legitimize the use of weapons. And that's where we are. And now those policies have now taken a life of their own and we can't get rid of it because we still need and want to police the justice claims of you know, outstanding justice claims, which include justice claims of black men and black communities. Which is why if you both um, assault and gun violence is, you know, a huge problem in the black community, but we don't even get close to any of the solutions, which would be like, you know, jobs, assets, infrastructure, all of these things, because we... Yeah, like we, these are, we read like the white lens on a black, like the way these problems have materialized in the black community. So we think it's about gender or we think it's about like the guns. But really, you get rid of assault weapons and you, you get like you tamp down assault allegations that doesn't actually deal with the issue in black communities, which isn't the guns and isn't the allegations. It's a, it's a material uh, deprivation, which then adds stressors, which makes, you know, more shootings and, you know, bigger IPV um, and more assault and child abuse and all that stuff. But we don't get at that because we, we look at these issues through a white lens and which is going to not actually we're going to read into gender or some sort of American identity about like tyrannizing, uh, about being scared, about uh, policing the government. Um, that's why you need guns to keep to, to, to get away from government tyranny when that's not really anything. That's not what that's not what's going on. 
the whites are so bad about lying to themselves about themselves about their relationship with guns and their relationships with uh, sexual assault. Look, if the whites, and I'll say like, you know, the general, and if the whites just kind of went out and said, look, we have a gun culture and uh, a sexual assault allegation culture that is directly, that derives from our fear of mouthy black men. And we need to probably deal with all of these problems at the same time our fear of mouthy black men and the guns and the allegations, because if we try to do one without the other, like none of it will work, then we could actually get somewhere. We could actually get somewhere both on like what to deal with, uh, you know, sexual allegations or assault allegations, and then also how to think about, you know, guns. But since we won't say that, we'll just keep going around in circles. So by the way, if you like what I'm doing or you think I should do it more, or you just kind of support me in general, go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in five, fifteen, or $50 a month. And I'll just keep doing what I'm doing because you're not, you're not going to hear this uh, anywhere else, but you should because this is what's going on. This is what's going on. We have this thing that we designed to police black people and now it's kind of metastasizes and it, 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 it shoots up schools and and you know makes allegations against Johnny Depp and like serves as a come up for you know random people who don't have anything else going on in their life and for their identity uh, so that they can now be assault victims and ambassadors for the ACLU and we don't deal with it because it came out of it came out of this need to police black men and until we deal with the need to police black men, we're never actually going to deal with the fruits of, 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 of this culture, of this culture. So that's where we are. Assault weapons, assault allegations are the same problem. The same problem is we don't want to admit that we need these things to control black men. And that's why we never really will get rid of them until we actually deal with the justice claims of black communities. Thank you for your time, and I will see you next week.